0: Hello, good day. This is your friendly neighborhood navigator with another story from this person's journey to we. Thank you for arriving with open ears and an open mind. This story truly begins with a gift. I once heard a teacher say, if you want to keep a gift forever, first you must give it away. In December of 2012, my husband gave a gift to me. This gift became a catalyst for a spiritual awakening and taking spiritual flight. Being of practical mind, I really have never had much attachment to material things. Living mostly paycheck to paycheck, we have never really been able to afford extravagant gifts. However, This year in particular, my husband had gone out of his usual price point. Unfortunately, earlier that year, his father had passed away and left a little bit of extra money in this direction. He was excited to give me the Christmas gift early because it came with a story he could not wait to reveal. He had gone into the jewelry store directly after work, dressed in his dirty construction attire, looking for something of the butterfly persuasion. Butterfly energy has always spoken to me and plays a part in our own love story. The sales associate told him he might find some butterfly charms over there and directed him to a case across the store. As he approached, he realized what he was viewing were simply inexpensive charms. He wanted something more substantial. He spied a case that had a sterling silver butterfly pin with a body made of diamonds and black onyx. The wings were purple enamel swirled with white and lavender. He asked the associate if he could take a look. Her response, without moving towards him, in a derogatory tone, was, That pin is $350. Again, asking kindly if he could see the pin, the associate seemed aggravated that she had to move her position and cater to the request. As she removed the pin from the case, she said, Oh, I'm sorry, this pin is $450. With a snide grin, my husband told her to wrap it up and I will take the purple heart necklace too. Suddenly, the sales associate's demeanor changed. He was no longer a nuisance. Now, he was her best friend. He had some pride around being able to extinguish someone's judgment about him through the power of money. In his excitement, he was anxious to give me the gift before Christmas. He handed me the beautifully wrapped gift and gave me the story that accompanied it. When I opened it, at first I was enamored by its beauty. But then, being a practical person, my thoughts led to the question, where on earth would I ever wear a $450 piece of jewelry without the fear of losing it? I thanked him and I put it back in its box and put it in a drawer for safekeeping. On December twenty-first, 2012, the Star Teachings held a large event to mark the end of the old world and the beginning of the new. I planned my outfit perfectly to match the sterling silver butterfly pin. The afternoon started with a ceremony at the ocean, with a few elders from the north to honor the whales and the turtles. The beach in Maine, in December, does not have the greatest weather, especially on this day. Sideways rain and wind pelted us as we stood at the town landing beach in Falmouth. After the beautiful ceremony, there was time for lunch before the big festivities at Portland High School. As a handful of us sat having conversation and eating lunch, I looked down to see that my butterfly pen was gone. My heart sank into my stomach. I brought this to the attention of my friends. One friend in particular said, let's go back to the beach and find it. We all piled into his car and drove back to the town landing where we were faced with astronomically high tide. Where we had been standing for the ceremony just an hour before was waist-deep or deeper underwater. The friend who had summoned the search vowed to come back every day and try to find that butterfly pin. I thanked him, but... "'Remembered, we had been learning about giving away something you wish to keep forever.' "'Out loud and somewhat of a joking manner, I stated, "'If you want to keep a gift forever, first you must give it away. "'Evidently, I've given away that gift in hopes that it will rain down blessings upon we. "'You all watched it come to life and fly away, right?' "'Ha, ha, 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 we all laughed.' No, really, I continued, trying to pretend to be stern with my friends. This is what I will tell my husband. It came to life and flew away, and you all witnessed that magic happen here today. I was trying to make light of a heavy situation, but it did not release my mind from the question about how I was going to break this news to my husband, who was so proud of this gift. The next time I saw our teacher, David Lomber Santapas, I told him about what happened at the big event in Portland, Maine. I asked him about the best way to share this news with my husband in a kind way, a way that brings understanding and forgiveness and might stifle any anger, sadness or resentment. He began by asking me a question. What is your husband's favorite meal that you make for him? I thought for a minute, and then responded likely it was lasagna. His suggestion was to make a lasagna for him, and as he takes his first giant bite of lasagna so that his mouth is full, tell him the story, just as you told me the story here today, and he cannot get mad. I must have given him some kind of look because he started to laugh at the face I was giving him. I never really have been one to have a poker face. I suppose I expected something more magical." He said, Listen to my words. Tell him the story as you have told me the story here today and he cannot entertain anger. I agreed and set out on the task of delivering the difficult news to my life partner. As we sat down to that lasagna dinner, and he took his first bite, I started to tell him the story. He was trying to interrupt me with his mouthful and ask if I had lost it. I told him I couldn't understand him and that he should wait and hear the whole story as he eats his dinner. I finished the story by explaining how Eric said he would go to the town landing beach every day and try to retrieve that pin. My husband put down his fork, wiped his mouth, and he said, he doesn't need to do that. I guess it came to life and flew away. What? That was the part of the story I left out. I didn't say those words to him. He said that on his own, out loud. These are the pieces that you cannot make up. This is our proof that the weaving of these threads is divinely orchestrated. The next time I saw David Lombert Santa Pass, he asked about my lasagna dinner. I told him about the words my husband uttered upon completion of the story and how I had left out that part. David's smile grew really big and he said, See, he is listening. In that moment, I became a little teary because privately I had been asking for spirit to show me that the man I had married, whose exterior was seemingly callous due to hard work, conditioning and culture, was still able to carve pathways to the softer side and to the pieces that are still divinely connected. So this was confirmation on both fronts. That indeed, deeper listening is happening inside the hardened outer shell, as well as the butterfly coming to life and taking spiritual flight. This story does not end here, but it is a good place to rest. Tune in for part two. This is your friendly neighborhood navigator, over and out.